that the enemy's planted in your head. You have such an incredible God and He wants you to say, He's saying, come on up. Come on up to where you can see things from my perspective. So right now, I just want you to just close your eyes for a minute. And whatever your situation is, just say, God, I want to see this situation through your eyes. Can you show me? Can you show me through your eyes what you want me to see? Because He's got a different picture than maybe what you've been seeing or feeling or experiencing. And it's a different outcome. So Father God, I just thank you right now that you would release your faith and that you would just relieve, release your spirit of revelation into this place that people would receive your truth into their lives right now in Jesus' name, that they would see with your spirit, they would hear with your spirit, they would know with your spirit of truth right now in Jesus' name. Release it now, I pray. Thank you, God. Just to build on what Jimmy just shared, um, during the worship, I really felt the Lord saying that um, we have the victory um, and that there may be people here tonight who feel like they are in a battle. And um, I can personally relate to this at, at the moment, you know, but we have the victory in Christ. Um, and in John 10, 10, it says, you know, that the, the devil, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But in Jesus, we have life and life to the full. And I really want to clear that tonight over people. You know, you don't need to live in a place um, of fear, as Jenny has shared. Um, but we are called to live in a, in a place of fullness, um, in victory in Christ. And can we just sing that last part again? Because um, I really want to clear that. You know, we have such a faithful God and um, He is faithful in victory as well. So that would be awesome, Aaron.
That was good, eh? How about you give God a hand? He is more than worthy of a huge shout of praise. If we can do it at the rugby game, we can do it here, huh? <laughs> Should be able to be more wild, shouldn't we? Hello. How are we all tonight? Good. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I am going to do a um, two-part sermon tonight, so you've got to stay with me. I've got two parts for you, and I'm sorry I don't have ice creams to offer in the middle, but we might do imaginary ice creams maybe, but, but so there's two parts, okay? And I have got, uh, I've got some words that God has given me, uh, prophetic words for some people as well, and I'm not totally sure actually if all of the people are here that, I've, um, that God's given to me, so... We'll, yeah, broach that when we come to it. Anyway, I have been speaking um, around the subject of being in step with God, stepping up in our walk with God uh, this year. I've uh, been speaking around that. And that we are a church, we're a people that are called to stand out. That we are a people who uh, God is asking us to be ready to respond to him and say, here I am. He's asking that of his church. And so tonight, part one, what I want to share is love one another, unity. Love one another. And that all sounds lovely, doesn't it? But is it very easy? Is it easily done? Love one another. I want to start with 1 John chapter 4, verses 20 to 21. 1 John, chapter 4, 20 to 21, if you're writing that down or turning to it. Part 1, love one another, unity. And 1 John 4, 20 to 21. If, you, if I'm going too fast for you, please yell out. I know sometimes afterwards people have said, oh, I didn't quite catch that. I was running it down. You said it too fast. Just yell out. Tell me. Okay, all good. Love one another, unity. Part 1. 1 John 4, 20 to 21. If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. Whew. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? Verse 21. And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their Christian brothers and sisters. Wouldn't our world be an absolute different place if we all lived out the commands that God gave us? Wouldn't it be an incredibly different place that if we responded to the commands that God gives us or encourages us in? And we as Christians will stand out if we respond to his commands. And this command, if we're going to stand out, if we respond to that. You know, his commands are usually the opposite to what the world respond to or live by. God's commands are usually the opposite to what most people are living by. John 13, 34 to 35 says this, 
John 13, 34 to 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. You, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Our love for one another is going to prove to the world that we're his disciples. Do you want to be a church that stands out? Do you want to be someone who stands out for their God? This is how we do it. We love one another. And, you know, that can be incredibly hard to do sometimes, can't it? Because we can still rub each other up the wrong way. We can still do stuff that may hurt each other, but yet we're called to love one another. And uh, back last year, we know we've talked about Ruth, Ruth and Wayne Swift are coming next weekend. Girls, I want you all there on Saturday. It's going to be fantastic. Ruth is incredibly prophetic. She may have a word for you. I know last year the Tokoroa girls they came and they were like, we're not going until she's prophesied over me. And they were just like, they were up there getting everything they could get. It was fantastic. So she's going to be here again on, on Saturday. And then with Wayne, her husband, on Sunday. Anyway, last year when she was here, she prophesied to our church. She said, get ready, I'm about to come. This is what God says. I'm about to come and shake the place and preparing your hearts for a great harvest in the hundreds, if you don't rise up and be the men and women I'm calling you to be, I will not be able to do what I've planned. My hand is upon you. I'm looking and I'm asking and I'm seeking for men and women who say, here I am. It's up to you to allow God to do what he's asking. Be prepared to hear his voice and respond. He's asking us to be a church that stand out, to stand out. And so we need this is incredibly important for us to stand out, to love, not only love God, but to love one another. Psalm 133 talks about how precious and powerful unity is. It says, behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. And it goes on, you can read Psalm 133 for yourself. That's how we stand out, having unity Jesus prayed for us in John 17 and um, when he prayed to the Father before he was arrested, before he was taken and crucified, he prayed for us and he prayed that we would have unity and that we would stand out to the world because of that unity. Yet too often, we can lack unity, can't we? Among Christians, we can lack unity. We'd rather fight then forgive sometimes. Rather remove than reconcile. Sometimes we can't wait to emphasise our differences. And we always know that we're right and all the others are wrong. Skip Moen wrote this. I love the way he put it. He says, We attempt to create unity on the basis of hum hu human compatibility. Common goals, common values, common beliefs are just exactly that, common. God is not interested in what is common. He is interested in what is set apart, sacred, sacrificed. Unity is not found in what you and I think is agreement. 
It is found in the fact that you and I are sacrificed for him. I love that. You know, we're not always going to have agreement between us, are we? We're going to disagree about stuff. But unity is not found in that. It's found in the fact that we are sacrificed. We are set apart for God. We set ourselves apart and we decide, we make that decision to obey what he's called us to. We set apart our lives for him. And that is when unity is found. Unity is found in being set apart for God. Okay, and this leads me to part two. See, it's way too early for ice creams anyway, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, it's never too early for ice cream. (laughs) I love ice cream. Anyway, let's have ice cream afterwards. I'm not shouting, by the way, but... So this leads to part two, okay? So unity is found in being set apart for God. Set apart. is Part two is set apart, ready to respond to God with a here I am attitude to him. Set apart, ready to respond to God with here I am. Set apart, ready to respond with here I am. Luke, he spoke about being set apart, didn't you? A couple of weeks ago. It was fantastic. If you, if you missed it, have a listen on the podcast. In 1 Samuel, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, we read of Samuel. Funny that. 1 Samuel chapter 3, we read of Samuel. Who knows the story of Samuel. I encourage you, go and read 1 Samuel chapter 3. Write it down, 1 Samuel chapter 3. Go and read it this week. It's fantastic. And well, actually, keep reading. Keep reading on. Don't just read chapter 3. Just keep reading. It's awesome. And God calls Samuel. He's, he calls him. And, it, and, you know, it's quite hilarious, really, because Samuel's there. He's serving Eli, and he, he he's lives there with Eli, the priest. And Samuel calls, God calls Samuel in the night. And he goes, Samuel, Samuel. And so Samuel wakes up and he's like, oh, it's Eli calling me. So he goes off and, yes, Eli, Eli, what, you called me? Here I am. And Eli's like, no, I didn't call you. And he's woken up and, no, no, go back to sleep. Anyway, this happens three times. Samuel, Samuel, again. It's like, oh, Eli's calling again. Goes back to Eli. No, I didn't call. Whatever, goes, go, off he goes. Again, Samuel, Samuel. Oh, I'm sure Eli's calling. Off to Eli. No, and then Eli gets it. Oh, must be God. Must be God calling him. So a fourth time, and Eli tells Samuel, respond this time, respond to God. So fourth time round, Samuel, Samuel. He must have kept, I guess he kept going back to sleep. Not a good night's sleep, but pretty exciting having God calling. And fourth time round, God calls again, Samuel. And this time, Samuel responds to God and says, here I am, speak because your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And what I want to say tonight, I may 
direct a little bit to young people, but I believe that God is speaking to all ages tonight. So bear with me if I do direct a little bit of what I'm saying to young people. I believe God's speaking to all ages. But I believe that God is asking us as a church, I believe he's asking individuals and he's asking us, he's calling us and he's asking us to have that attitude of here I am, here I am, speak God, I'm listening, your servant is listening, here I am. And I believe that's what he is asking us to. He's asking us to be set apart for him, to be set apart. Are you in that place of being ready, ready to hear him, ready to hear him every day? Here I am, here I am, speak, I'm listening. And I, I got a picture of people going about their life and they're choosing study or work, or recreation, and putting in some excitement into their life, adding things in. It could be eating, drinking, dancing, sport, image, what have you, put a bit of excitement in. But the picture I got was that God is not featured in that picture. He's not featuring at all. And sometimes, at all, sometimes he's being totally eliminated from the picture. But I believe that tonight, God, God is calling. God is calling. And you know, God is a whole heap better than your favourite Hollywood crush or your favourite music star or that person that you would just go, whoa, what the heck is calling me? God is way better than that. God, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of your Hollywood crush or what have you, he is calling you. He is calling you like he called Samuel. Samuel, Samuel, he's calling you. He's calling your name. And he's looking for people to respond to him. He's looking for people to say, here I am. Speak, I'm listening. Speak, I'm listening. God called Esther. And Esther responded to God's call on her life. You know, there's like, we could go through a whole heap of people in the Bible that he called he called Rahab. Rahab sought after God. And then she responded to his call. He called Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was up, up this tree. God called him and Zacchaeus responded. <coughs> Samuel responded. Samuel responded to God. And if you go on to read about Samuel you find that Samuel had favour with God. He lived his life with that here I am attitude. He had favour with God and his life was far from boring. He had favour with God. God is calling people here tonight. Rebecca Rogers, are you here? I'm sure I saw you. Is that you down the back there? I'm sure. 
Rebecca, I, I asked God for some words for some people. And Rebecca, I got a word for you. God is calling you. Isn't that cool? He places a value on your head that's much greater than the value you see of yourself. He's calling you to walk in a greater dignity. Not one of pride, but one who knows the value she is in God. He desires you to walk with him and to grow in him. He's got wisdom that he's desiring to grow in you for you to make a difference in the areas that he will lead you in. He knows what is best for you. Learn to trust him and don't settle for less. I don't know if um, Josiah McNamara is here tonight. No, I didn't think I saw his face. I've got a word for him. Shall I say it into the mic and that way he can listen to it on the podcast if he wants? You just want to hear it, eh? (laughs) Okay, Josiah. My son, I've chosen you. Adopted you as my own. Put a stake in the ground and turn your future into one that is not reflective of your past. Gain wisdom from me your heavenly Father, and from godly leaders. What about Ben Little? Is Ben here tonight? No? Okay. (laughs) It's funny, eh? I ask God for words, but yeah, they're not here. Eh? They weren't listening. (laughs) Okay, Ben Little, I'm calling you to come out from under others, following, into a place of leading. Listen to me, learn from my word and walk in it. Stand out from the crowd, stand out for me. I've placed compassion within you. Live from a place of compassion. When people disappoint you, Allow my compassion and mercy to flow rather than judgment. You will stand out for me as you allow me to lead you. Cool. When I was a younger teen, I was here, there, and everywhere. I was far from grounded. Well, maybe I was grounded every now and then, but <laughs> but far from firmly grounded with my feet planted. <laughs> I had little self-esteem and I was often being hurt because I was constantly making silly decisions. When you're not seeking God, you'll make decisions purely out of selfish desires or what you think you need or catches your eye. Plus, if you don't have a revelation of your value in God, you may look elsewhere to give you a sense of value or a feel-good feeling. So what's the answer? Seek God. 
seek God and have a here I am attitude. When I made the decision to aim to put God first in my life, to find my value in Him and to live my life to please Him, I found an incredible sense of joy and peace and a fulfilment that nothing else was able to fulfill. So what is living your life with a here I am attitude look like? Or being set apart? It's purposely seeking and listening to God. That's what God's asking us to purposely seek and listen to Him. For us to read His Word. Make decisions that you know would honour and please God. Being intentional about living your life for Him. Intentionally seeking guidance and wisdom about your future. Placing Him as the priority of your life. Your language may change. Your friends may change. You may invest in some part-time or full-time study. You know, Vision has some great Bible courses. Yeah. You'll aim to speak to your colleagues and your family in a way that honours God. You'll desire to respect others and yourself as God's valued creation. You'll desire to hear God daily and to respond to Him. Life is going to be far from ordinary. You have a new sense of fulfilment and excitement or joy and peace in your life. You witness and experience God working in your life and through your life. You realize more and more how much God is passionate about you and about others. So, part one love one another, unity. God's calling us to love one another. Part two, he's calling us to be set apart, ready to respond. Here I am, speak, God. I'm listening. And responding to God is all about relationship. It's not about religion. It's all about relationship. God wants to have relationship with you. He wants to have relationship with me. And there may be some people here tonight that don't even know what it is to have a relationship with their Creator, loving Heavenly Father. He's calling you tonight. He's calling you every day. He's calling you. He desires to have a relationship with you. You know, Cathan spoke about communion before. That's the very reason that God sent his son, Jesus, to die, is so that he can have relationship with you. We can be righteous before him because of what Jesus did. He made the way for us to have relationship with a holy God. God desires relationship with every single one of us. He's calling you. Would everyone close their eyes, please? Bow your heads. I want to give you the opportunity, if you want to respond 
to your Creator, to your loving Heavenly Father, if you want to step into a relationship with Him. Maybe you've been in a relationship with Him and you've walked away. He's calling you. If you want to respond to Him tonight, I'd love you to raise your hand and I'd love to pray for you. Awesome, thank you. Fantastic, thank you. I've seen two hands. Awesome. Is there anyone else? Fantastic, thank you. Awesome. It's three hands. Anyone else? Fantastic, thank you. It's four people. Is there anyone else? Awesome. Let's pray. God, I thank you for these incredibly precious people. I thank you, God, that you are so crazy about them. I thank you, God, that you are calling them. You are calling each one of us. God, I thank you that you see them. You forgive them for all of their wrongdoings, for all of our wrongdoings, God. I thank you for your beautiful, beautiful forgiveness. And I thank you that you take each one of them by the hand and that you walk with them, that you desire to walk with them daily. I thank you so much for that. I thank you, God, that you so long for each one of them to get to know you more, to get to know more about your plan and purpose for their life. God, I pray that they would step into that with you, that they would have an incredibly exciting walk with you, getting to know you more, getting to know the plan you have for them. I thank you, God, that they've responded to you tonight with that here I am attitude. I declare your protection over them, God. I declare your blessing over them. God, I pray that they would know what it is to be totally free from any shame, any guilt, that they would walk lightly. I ask that you would fill them with your incredible love, your amazing peace, God. Fill them overflowing with your joy. Thank you, God. May they know their value in you, God, tonight. May they know your smile upon them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's give these ones a hand who responded. That is so cool. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, as I said, I was, I'm speaking to all ages here tonight. God is calling every single one of us. He's calling us. He's calling us to respond to Him with that here I am attitude, with that um, uh, attitude of being set apart, which leads to unity, being set apart. And so if you want to have any prayer at all tonight, then I encourage you, come down the front as we finish tonight. I'd like to pray for us all to, um, before I finish. But if you want someone to stand with you, then come on down the front.
And I pray that um, as we respond to Him, as we respond with that, here I am, speak, your servant is listening. I pray that as we go into our week, this week, that you will keep your ears open and it won't be just a now moment for you, but that you will go into your week every single day, the weeks, the months, and that you will keep that attitude before Him because He is so after that daily relationship with each one of us. And so don't make it just a now moment, but carry it through. God, I thank You for Your church. I thank You, God, that You're calling every single one of us. God, help us to love one another. Help us to set ourselves apart and give us the strength to be able to love one another so that we stand out for You. May we be a church that truly stands out from the world. And may we be a people that would respond to you like Samuel did. Here I am, speak God, for we're listening. May we respond to you every single day. May we come before you. May we we be more purposed in our walk with you. Coming before you, seeking you, seeking wisdom, honouring you and honouring others. I declare your blessing over your church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Can we give Jan a hand? That was awesome. Such a great word, Jan. And I encourage you, you know, um, Jan spoke about loving one another and I just want to challenge you to think about practically how are you going to show love to somebody around you this week. Um, You know, it's all good and well to sit here and listen to an awesome message and then walk out the door and forget it. So I encourage you to think about it. Um, How are you practically going to show love? And one way to do this is, young adults, we don't have um, an official hang tonight, but take someone out for dinner and show them some love. Um, Or ice cream, yes. I love ice cream. Um, And I encourage you, church, to give generously. We've got the giving stations um, in that foyer and out that door as well. Um, So that'll be great. And can we finish with a song, please, Aram? You pick. Cool. Thanks. Have a great week, everybody.
encourage you guys, come and get prayer down here. That was a great message tonight. We're going to keep, keep playing some vibey stuff. Awesome. Have a good week. Is that what you need? See ya.